This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we have somebody on the show who was on the show before, Kelvin Ma, founder of RankBreeze. He is also the Airbnb SEO expert. And if you remember in episode 260, we did a very long episode on Airbnb SEO, how to rank higher and drive more bookings. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, episode 260, make sure you listen to it because Airbnb SEO is very important. The more people see your listing, the more bookings you get, of course. And today we're going to talk with Kelvin about a study that he has done. He's researched uh, Airbnb personalization. So we're, we're going to explain all what that means. But uh, first, Kelvin, uh, welcome. welcome back to the show, man. Hey, Asper. Thanks for having me back. And hello, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I looked I looked at the article uh, you wrote, and it's uh, it it looks fairly complicated, but it's a pretty interesting topic. So I think I think everybody is probably aware of the fact that Airbnb uses personalization when determining the their search results, right? So if if somebody searches for San Francisco certain dates, they will see different listings than if another person do, performs the same search. And that's because these two people have different search history, correct? Airbnb is really trying to show its users the, the, book, the listings that they are most likely to like. And so if I, for example, let's say I've booked uh, four times in San Francisco and each time I've booked a penthouse in, uh, in, the, in the mission, then you know, Airbnb is more likely to show me penthouses in the mission. That is correct. Yeah. So it's really a big data play for them. And what they believe is that the data will essentially help guide them to, well, guide the people that are using Airbnb to make a booking decision faster. Awesome. So that's, so that's a kind of my understanding and that's kind of where it ends as well. Um, but, uh, but you have a lot, uh, a lot more to, to say about this uh, topic because you've done a, a pretty extensive test to find out like how does this this personalization work and how does it affect the the rankings and the search results and what can we learn from it and potentially can we do something to you know to influence the position of our listing positively so let's let's dive in yeah absolutely so what we did is we took different profiles on that we have access to and we tried to understand um, what was the difference between when we run a search, for example, the search was, we're going to try and find a place in New Orleans near Jackson Square for four people. So that's the, what's known as the search intent. And then what we did is we tried to replicate that search in all of the profiles. And we clicked on several listings in, uh, in those profiles. And we basically just hung out on one of those listings specifically a little bit longer. And we measured the differences 
uh, after we restarted the search. So we just tried to do the same thing in all of these different profiles uh, and then tried to see what really made a difference. Uh, well, we, we went in trying to understand if, if we hang on a profile for longer, is that really going to make a difference? That was really what we wanted to test. And well, the results were, the results came back. So, so what happened is that uh, we noticed that listings that, um, or sorry, get the, the profiles that we, the, the profiles that we used all had different historical bookings. So some of them had no bookings whatsoever. And then some of them had uh, about six bookings, I think was the one that had the most. So we didn't have a huge amount of uh, stuff to work with, but it's the resources that we have. Um, at least uh, available to us right now. So we looked around, okay, and we noticed that, okay, with the listings that had no historical bookings in it, we noticed that when we go and click on a listing uh, for a long period of time and we restarted the search, it would pop up right again. But the profile that had the, uh, that had the six bookings previously on it already, it was a lot harder to manipulate the search results in that way. I don't like using the word manipulate, but Obviously, that's what we're trying to do to, to see what kind of effect that we can really do uh, do with that. And, that's, and that didn't really didn't come out of nowhere. We, we, we already knew that uh, the metric, which is known as dwell time or how long somebody spends on Airbnb, is a metric that Airbnb is watching. So we want to know uh, what we can do to, to, to basically, again, manipulate it <laughs> to, in our favor. Right. So that, that makes sense, right? So let's say you have two, two people, John and Mark. And John has booked six Airbnbs in the past. And so when you go on John's profile and you start searching for listings, then you know the, the new data, the extra data points that you generate while you're searching, like for example, the amount of time that you're on a certain listing or how many times you click on a certain listing, uh, has not that much effect because the six bookings that John has made in the past already play a very a big role in the in the determination of the search results whereas like let's say mark has zero bookings he's completely new to airbnb so airbnb doesn't have any data so then you know the first time you you search for a listing and uh, you click on a couple of listings and you spend some time on one listing then that has a much stronger effect on on the listings that are being shown yeah absolutely um another thing that we we also noticed too was that the rankings of the listing, sorry, the, the listings that showed up on the first page actually showed up a heck of a lot more than any of the other rankings uh, on the on the like you know the second page and beyond. So what it was telling us was that uh, Airbnb really favors these ranking or these listings that are, are ranked highly. So regardless of any search that you run, you're probably gonna see these top rank listings stay uh, these top rank listings more likely. But Airbnb uh, is taking the, that small set of listings at the top there and kind of mixing those up a heck of a lot more. But then when you get to the second pages, it was very obvious that there was uh, less correlation in terms of how those, those rankings were. So um, if the one takeaway from that would be that the first page, those top listings, are much more stable than, uh, than the counterparts on the other pages. Right, so that kind of reinforces something that we've already concluded in the past, which is you really have to be on the first page. I mean, it just has so much benefit to being on the certain the first page, just like in Google. Yeah, exactly, and it's kind of like this this kind of the circle of of success, right? Because those listings at the 
um, that are ranked higher up there on the first page, they get the most clicks and they get the most booking, bookings likely. So those two things working together just help them really just stay there in a more stable way. Right. So when you're starting out on Airbnb, I, you know, I think the best strategy to when you're starting out is to not worry about making money in the first couple of months. Just get as many bookings as you can get. Just make it as easy as possible to get booked. Do a one night minimum stay, use instant book, and literally like, you know, let people stay almost for free just to get all those bookings in and, and, and try to get your listing on the first page of the search results. And once you're on the first page, then you're kind of in the golden land. And then you can charge much higher because Airbnb is just going to show your listing so much because, uh, because you're on that first page, right? Yeah, I mean, it really is about building up the equity that you have with Airbnb and the specific platform. Um, one thing that we, another kind of takeaway from this experiment was that if you can imagine each of the search results pages as a, well, essentially Airbnb calls them search impressions. So those are really important. I know that some people on their dashboard there, they've got the performance tab, which is pretty new and it's now it labels things in terms of search impressions. So there's a reason why they do that is because it's really important for them. Search impressions are important because they don't actually have that much data on search impressions because when your listing is booked, uh, you, you don't show up in searches any longer. So they can't actually gather up the data on you to tell whether or not that this, you know, this is a listing that they should be, um, they should be pushing up higher and stuff like that. So the only way for them to really understand this stuff is just, you know, small metrics like click through rates, um, dwell time, like how long somebody spends on there. And of course bookings. Um, but uh, that was just a small tangent. What I was trying to say though, is that, when Airbnb is trying to assess whether a listing is, um, uh, sorry, not a listing, whether a search result is good or a search impression is good, what happens is that uh, they load the page up and whatever that page is specifically, let's say it's the third page, and uh, they happen to book your listing, then what happens is that that page gets a plus one and all of the other pages, including the pages you went past and all the pages that never loaded, those get a zero. And that plus one, adds equity into the Airbnb platform. And um, essentially, if you can think of it as a plus one for that search result, but also a plus one for your bookings, because you, you now have a new booking, uh, what's happening is that Airbnb is calculating all this stuff in real time. So that is why sometimes you'll notice that you get a wave of bookings that come through because what's happening is that Airbnb is crunching those numbers and they're saying, okay, this search result worked well. So we're going to take this search result. And we're going to put it in front of other people as well. And of course, uh, there's, you know, millions and millions of people searching through Airbnb every single day. So it just happens to be that, uh, with that kind of volume and with that, uh, idea in mind of the plus one, that's the reason why you're getting this wave of bookings that comes through. I don't know why they stop, by the way, but <laughs> you get them for a little bit. <laughs> well, at some point, you're, you're fully booked. So. Yeah, exactly. If you're, fu if you're fully booked, which is a question that we sometimes get, is, uh, you know, how come we're not showing up on the search results? And I go and I look, it's like, oh, well, you've got like the next like 90 days filled up. So it's, 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 it, it's kind of hard for you to show up in, in those immediate searches, <laughs> considering a lot of people book listings, you know, um, 
let's say two weeks to to a month out. You know, that's probably where the majority of people end up booking on Airbnb, and it's probably getting shorter. To be honest with you. Mm. So again, I guess that the the main takeaway or conclusion that we can draw from this is that a booking is very important. Yeah, bookings are <laughs> bookings are the number one thing. <laughs> Because, you know, like there's two ways you can think about a booking, right? Let's say you get a booking for two nights, $200 a night, you know, you make $400, right? For simplicity, just let's forget about cleaning and service fees and all that kind of stuff. But then in reality, if you think about it, that booking makes it much more likely that you get another booking. So let's say, let's say you start with zero, right? You start from scratch as an Airbnb host, as a new host. Then that first booking maybe gives you you know, let's say like 20 or 30% more chance of a second booking. So if that second booking is also $400, then we should really attribute, you know, maybe 80 or $120 of that second booking to the first booking. So instead of 400, you, you actually make like 480 or 520 on that first book. Is that a good way to think about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly helps <laughs> for sure to, to think of it like that, that, okay, if you're going to get this booking here and you kind of manage your prices well, then you know that if you get that first booking, then you'll probably likely get a second booking simply by the fact that Airbnb is working in your favor because of that. And I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because they've got, um, I don't know how many listings they have. I think it's like 600,000 uh, 600, listings or maybe that's 600,000 posts. But either way, it just it, it matters because uh, they can't <laughs> they can't really assess all of us at the same time. So the only way that they know a listing is quality beyond manually inspecting it is the um, is the actual booking itself. Got it right. I think that actually takes. I'm oh, sorry. I just wanted to mention this uh, this one other thing too is that uh, the whole reason when we started this whole experiment and trying to figure out okay if we if we if we uh, if we click on a listing, will it actually, if, if we click on a listing and hang out on it for a longer period of time, will it actually uh, make a positive or a negative effect? And another takeaway that we had beyond the fact that, yes, it does, it does matter, is that all this stuff is being pumped into Airbnb. All these metrics are being pumped into in real time with Airbnb. But um, it's really not that simple either because you'll go in and even from their standpoint, they notice, okay, uh, Airbnb, the team at Airbnb was thinking, well, it makes sense that if somebody send, hangs out on a listing for longer and there is a correlation between the time that somebody's, uh, the, the time that people spend on a listing and versus if they actually make the booking, then let's make that like something that's positive, right? But when they actually went in there and they looked at it, it wasn't quite simple because, um, and this, maybe these are strategies that you can certainly use on your, on, on your own listing. But the reason, the, the, the things that they noticed that were kind of having people make those decisions uh, or to, to stay on the listing for longer wasn't just because they were trying to decide whether to book it, but sometimes it's things like a, um, a very high price tag. So a listing that has a very high price tag generally will have will generally have a longer dwell time. So because people, it's a lot of money, so people really need to assess whether this is the right place for them. And generally that means they have to satisfy all of these different people as well. So, you, you know, if it's a place that holds 20 people, then, you know, you've got a bunch of people, you've got 20 people really looking at this listing. Um, and then another thing is <clears throat> the length of the listing description was also something that they noticed. So they, 
you know, the first part, the summary, you only get 500 characters, but I think pretty much every other section you have, you can have unlimited space. Not to say you should make it insanely long for that reason, but it certainly is helpful because of the fact that if your listing description is a little bit longer and of course precise, then you're also pushing down your competitors at the similar listings area too. And uh, they also, Airbnb had also said that the, uh, some of the listings that they analyzed were just, were just really funny. So <laughs> that's why the, the listing, that's why the, the dwell time was a lot longer on, on that end. But uh, go in with that stuff, see what you can brainstorm for yourself, because I'm sure there's a lot of things that you can kind of grab from that idea to, to, um, to increase the dwell time for everyone that comes on there. Right. So, so that's interesting. Right? We, we already know that views are beneficial, bookings are beneficial, but you're saying that the amount of time that somebody spends looking at your listing is, is also positive. So, you know, let's say somebody checks out your listing and that person doesn't end up booking, but spends like 30 minutes looking at your listing then that, even though you don't get the booking, it still actually helps you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, you could have a whole bunch of people come to your listing and basically leave, or you can have just a few people come to your listing and hang out for a lot longer. And to me, at least, if, if I were to think about how a search engine works or what Airbnb would quantify as something positive, I think that's a lot more positive than people coming to your listing. Uh, and realistically, like maybe let's say wishlisting your property because you asked them to and, and just bouncing because that's, right. that's not as valuable as when somebody actually searches inside of Airbnb, Airbnb with, uh, with search dates and stuff like that. And, you know, guest counts and it's actually like, you know, a real search and then they wishlist it. Of course that stuff is much more valuable than, right. uh, than just the, the, the quick hit of traffic. Yeah. And I think it's something that, uh, that Google and YouTube also look at. They really take into account, the amount of time that people spend on your site as a, as a factor in uh, what, what articles to show to people. And that makes a lot of sense. And YouTube does the same thing. They look at the, the average amount of time that uh, a user consumes a certain video. And, and they use that also to, um, to influence the search, uh, the search results. And so what we can do as hosts, I guess, is we want to get people to spend more time on our listing. So if somebody checks out our listing, we want that person to stay as long as possible, you know, even if that person is not going to book. And so what can we do to increase that? Let's say that's called it view time, or I think you call it dwelling, dwelling time or dwell time. So what can we do to increase that dwell time? Hi, my name is Margo and I'm the CEO of Hostfully. We are on a mission to make local travel a lot better, and we're starting with digital guidebooks to make that happen. Using Hostfully digital guidebooks, which work great on any mobile device, on desktop, and in print, you can share important property information and local recommendations with your guests. You can also save time and create a great guest experience that each traveler will appreciate. Hostfully guidebooks are very fast to make, and we've included some advanced features where you can feature your custom logo, your colors, custom categories, and essentially your brand. Please take a chance to check us out at hostfully.com. What, what can we do to increase the dwell time? Yeah, like what can we do, what can we do with our listing? You mentioned having a long description. Right? You have a long description, then it takes a while to read, so then people will stay longer. But I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, uh, at least for me, I, when I look at Airbnb listings, 
if there's a long description, I look at it and then I think, okay, I, I, I'm too lazy to read all that. So I just look at the pictures then. And then I maybe skim through the description to see if, if there's a certain you know, piece of information that I'm looking for or something like that. But I think what, what will increase the dwell time, at least for me, is number one, if, if the, the first couple pictures are sort of the collage that Airbnb shows in the beginning, right? The, the main picture and then the first four after that, if that collage looks really good, then I'll, I'll click through the other pictures. That kind of sparks my interest, so I'll click through the other pictures. And so if somebody has a really good collage and then has like 40 or 50 pictures, I'll probably look at all the pictures. Um, so I t my conclusion based on this really not scientific uh, <laughs> way of thinking of just looking at my own behavior is that uh, uh, you know having a really good collage and then just having a lot of pictures, and I'd say the most interesting ones to the front, is a good strategy then. Yeah, totally. I mean, it really comes down to also the type of person that you're trying to attract to your listing as well. Um, because if you can speak to that person, either through the images or through, the, um, through your copy, or I guess for, for people that aren't in mar marketing, copy is essentially the words that you're using to sell your listing. So it's copywriting is, is kind of the art and science of, of writing words to to have people take actions on your listing um yeah i totally agree about the pictures i mean i'm pretty much the same way when it comes to to looking at airbnbs uh in terms of looking at the pictures first because that's the most important thing i we have we speak to a lot of different people that um come to us and ask us what to do with their uh, with their search rankings, basically. And sometimes it really comes down to actually just having the foundations, right? So if your pictures aren't competitive, I like to use the word competitive and not necessarily professional because everybody is, uh, at least you should be if you're probably listening to this podcast, uh, you're, you want to be or are already a professional host. But really, what can you do to stand out, right? So I see crazy things like people posting pictures of cats on their, on their, on their images, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I can certainly see why somebody would, um, somebody would click on that. But whether they make a booking decision is, of course, a completely different thing, right? I think one thing that we've noticed with, um, with uh, one property that we were helping somebody out with was that they actually just took the images. Uh, we, we suggested a couple images to them. Um, and then based on when we looked through some of the competitors, we noticed, oh, okay, uh, these people actually have humans in their photos <laughs> so there's something maybe it's certainly worth trying so basically we just took the exact same thing uh reshot photos of of their of their of their property and they live in a you know like a it's a, it's a villa essentially so it's it's conducive to having these instagram worthy images and well i mean as soon as that happened we just noticed an uptick in click-through rate up click in, in in rankings and then uh well that was you know also came with some bookings as well. So that is, uh, yeah, we, I, you can't stress how important photos are to, to a listing. That's kind of the first thing people see. And then, uh, beyond that, if we're going to talk about the actual listing description, I think some quick tips would probably be to make sure that you separate your listing description into different segments. Um, you know, try and use bullet points as you can, if you can. And, um, 
Uh, and I probably would say with the title, the title we used to we used to kind of make these really I don't know how to explain it like, kind of like these flamboyant <laughs> titles, but uh, we've actually reduced that now because uh, for those of you that that don't know, it, Airbnb has mentioned that having emojis in your in your title, not in your listing description, but in your title specifically breaks the terms of service. So we don't use emojis anymore. Uh, and we actually make the, we, we make the title quite boring. Um, so it's not like, uh, you know, Jasper's, Jasper's condo in, um, in Amsterdam, let's say, uh, it, it's, it's something like, uh, Amsterdam condo with view two bedrooms. It's very simple. Uh, but the reason why we do that is because Airbnb has started implementing um, search terms or keyword searches in their platform. So if you go to Airbnb, it really depends on honestly what version you're looking at because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I would say 90% of the time it does. You type in something like downtown view and you'll get a whole bunch of listings that have their title mentioning downtown view from all over the place. And if you do the same thing with a city, like let's say San Diego, downtown uh, or NYC downtown, then you'll have actually these listings that pop up on Airbnb. And if you notice, they're just really looking at the title there. So it's just a way to optimize your titles slightly different uh, to the search engine, but it's not as great as how we used to do it. But of course, we're thinking a lot more in terms of search or searches and stuff like that. When you talk about the searches, are you, you're saying these are Google searches? So if I search like or you're searching on Airbnb. Airbnb. So, for example, I go on Airbnb and I say San Francisco, because I always just put the, the the city. I don't. I never put anything else. But you're saying some people would put San Francisco penthouse, for example. Yeah, some people will definitely do that. Um, some people, for sure, <laughs> definitely do that. Uh, and the reason why we know that is because we, uh, at least on on our end, we're looking at some stuff, and basically, it's like it's data that allows us to get some more insight into the things that people are searching in Airbnb is still stuff that we are just using personally ourselves um, to try and get some insight. And for sure there's people typing in like uh, San Francisco rooftop, for example, uh, whether or not they, they get that type of data returned back to them is different. Uh, but this is, these are, this is, we're talking about two different things too. We're talking about what people search for and we're also talking about uh, what shows up when they search in in the search bar? So, for example, uh, you might type in F1, in because me and Jasper were talking about F1 previously, and you'll see a bunch of listings on Airbnb that have the title uh, that have F1 inside of the title. At least in the times that I've looked at, I know that I've gone and I've I've spoken to other people, and they can't seem to replicate it. But uh, it really depends on kind of what page you're landing on at the same time too, because Airbnb has all of these landing pages that, uh, uh, for their site for basically every single city. Jasper right now is, is searching around, I think. <laughs> I am indeed. <laughs> yeah. I was like typing in like San Francisco rooftop and San Francisco. And I was like, you know, a lot of people use the word modern. And so when I search for these things, it keeps giving me experiences instead of homes. Yeah, exactly. A lot of those search, a lot of those things that pop up are, 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 are the experiences, but yes, sometimes the, sometimes the, the, um, uh, sometimes listings do pop up. 
yeah, they have uh, restaurants and experiences. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's, it sometimes uh, annoys me a little bit uh, when I go on Airbnb trying to find an apartment and then they keep pushing these experiences and these restaurants in my face. And I'm like, uh, you know, Airbnb is for apartments, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I totally get where they're coming from. They're a big company and they, in the future, they're going to need to make more money as well. Because if they're going to go public, then uh, I, I would imagine that their product line is going to be increasing probably in the future. <laughs> By the way, um, ads. who knows, right? I, I, I don't know. I, that's certainly something I think that might happen in the future is maybe we'll be able to, to run ads on, on Airbnb. Interesting. Never thought about that. But I did think of something uh, that could be useful to increase that dwell time. So if you put as picture number six, because the first five show up on the collage, uh, and then you put a picture number six, you put like a really, really, really difficult riddle. And then you and then you write below the riddle, you write, if you solve this, I'll give you a 20% discount. And people that's, spend like two hours looking at that photo, trying to solve that riddle. And then... <laughs> that's actually very creative, personally. <laughs> I would have never I bet, thought of I that. Bet that's, I bet it's against the terms and conditions. And uh, by, by the way, talking about terms and conditions, uh, I, I know about the emojis as well, because I, I actually re recommended to... Uh, People using emojis at some point, and then I found out. Okay, it's actually against the uh, Airbnb's terms, uh, but I'm still I still have a listing where I'm, I'm using it. It seems like it seems like Airbnb is not really enforcing that policy very uh, very uh, accurately, or how do you say that? With they don't really put a lot of people on it, uh, which is understandable because you know I've, they have other things going on like IPO and you know, regulations. And, and so are you really going <laughs> to, you're going to hire a bunch of people to like scan for like emoticons, <laughs> kick people out yeah. because they put like a little surfboard or something in their title. I think they, I mean, they've got a lot of terms all over their, all over their website. Right. So I think for them, it's really just a, if, if they're not happy with something that you're doing for them, it's an easy way for them to say, all right, you are, uh, can't operate on our platform any longer because of this, uh, because right. of this reason. It's just yeah. It's yeah, something Yeah, I, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, it's, if for, for whatever reason they're not happy with you, then you're using an emoticon to be like, sorry, you put, uh, you know, you put a little heart in your listing. That's yeah. like unacceptable. We're going to ban you for life. <laughs> but then it's really something else. I would be very, very, very upset, actually. So that's why I, I, I tell everybody, just, just don't even bother putting them in anymore. Just <laughs> you, you, you never that's, know what can yeah, happen. Really. That's probably the wise thing to do. Um, but um, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you know what? Because like, this other thing that, uh, that was, was interesting, you talked about photos and putting people in the pictures, which is something that uh, I've seen people do and i thought it was a really good idea uh i i haven't tried it myself but uh it's really interesting that you mentioned that the amount of views and bookings went up when you put uh, people in the photos which is that's not against the airbnb's terms is it i don't think so i mean i've seen for in in our example uh that was a villa that was a villa in uh in southeast asia there so it, it was kind of uh, it was 
very conducive to having somebody like in a bikini basically uh, in in a pool so that that was one thing but i mean i've seen other listings even locally myself where uh it's just this guy he's standing there and he's cooking uh in the kitchen which i thought was a little bit strange but when i actually clicked on it the reason why that was there was because uh what's happening is that that listing specifically is is inviting people to come stay at their list uh come stay at their at their listing for a discounted price uh, if they're being affected by um, by these forest fires that were going on <laughs> around in the area. Now, I don't know why uh, they, they were using somebody that was cooking, but it certainly made me click on there and, and, and look around to, to, to do that. So, uh, you know, obviously all the things that we talk about, the only person who's gonna know your listing better than, uh, the only person who's gonna know their listing the best is gonna be yourself. So you know the type of people that you're attracting to your listing. So if you can kind of think of how to do that, even maybe, I don't know if adding a riddle is, is against the terms of service. So I, I actually think it's, I think it's pretty smart. <laughs> I mean, uh, these days, uh, when you look, when you actually read all the like terms and conditions and everything, it's, it's, it's pretty hard not to breach any rules. Let's <laughs> say, you know what I mean? Um, but, um, but yeah, no, there, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you can do with photos to be creative. I think putting people in, inside a picture is a good idea because it just, it visualizes the experience, right? And, and I think that's a big part in the booking process, right? You, you want visual, to visualize some experience that you want. Um, and a good example, for example, is, is, um, is my buddy Jesse, who was in, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's, got, he's got a really big pool and a back, really big backyard. And when you take a picture of it, it looks kind of empty. Uh, so what he did is he, he put a picture, actually, as his first photo, he put a picture of uh, when we were having a wedding party there. And so the picture is awesome. You know, it's at, at night. You see lots of people having fun, having drinks, and, and just enjoying themselves. And you look at a picture, and just without, like, subconsciously, you're immediately just, you look at it, and you feel like, oh, that looks great. I want to be there. Even though you you know that that party is not actually going to be there when you're at the Airbnb, uh, it still does does something in your mind. It still looks attractive. Oh yeah, for sure. There's there's certainly this bit of science and like a little bit of art that goes into into the into throwing those pictures in the mix. Um, at least from from what we look at, beyond even having people and photos and stuff like that, is that. We, we tend to actually look at listings that are doing well and we look at their similar listings that Airbnb has at the very bottom. Um, just because uh, this is a small tangent, but the way that Airbnb looks and analyzes those similar listings is not probably how we would think of them. Um, because you, you know, the hardest thing about real estate and, and, and short-term rentals and stuff like that is really getting these comparables. But what Airbnb is doing is they're kind of just looking at stuff um, that has similar photos to you, uh, as well as um, uh, as well as that caters to the specific guest count that that you are um, uh, that that person is looking for. So it's actually not that refined, I would say, but it's really helpful if you. It's really helpful if you want to know what Airbnb is favoring in terms of that similar listings area. So if you can find the kind of pattern in there, for example, if you're in a place that has a lot of um, as a lake or something like that, you'll probably notice that uh, some of those top listings have a picture of the lake. So there's certainly a reason that you should try, at least try it out. At least try and get a picture of a lake in there 
And then, you know, if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Um, then trying to, you know, try and it's, it really is about experimentation because every time people are looking at Airbnb, it, uh, the, the one thing that's going to spark them to probably click on your listing is most likely the photo. Um, and that even goes so far as, you know, changing your photos based on seasons too. You know, if, you, if the winter time is coming, put a, put a, put a fireplace on the TV and <laughs> see, see how that works. You know, like just try and try and think about the person that's searching, which is what we always try to do and, and what they're coming out there for and how you can kind of get that alignment to help them out. What do you think about putting text in pictures? or putting other things in pictures. Like for example, one thing that I thought was really smart I saw one time was somebody put the Netflix logo on, on their first picture just to indicate that they have Netflix. Uh, I, I don't know if I have any really big opinions on that just because it, it really depends on the design. Some of us are, some of us are really good at design and some of us are really bad at design, I would say. So if you're, and, and some of those people that are really bad at design don't necessarily know that they're, they're bad at design. Uh, <laughs> I've seen crazy things where, you know, somebody has a, uh, you know, they've got a picture of a pool and then they've got the, they've got like, uh, you know, they've got the writing on, on the, they've got all this text on the, on the cover image there, but the text is white and, you know, the sky is blue and it's, pretty close to white that you can't really read the the text there so just go in go go in with that understanding that you may not be the best at design but maybe you are good at design so i think it really it really matters there if you're gonna if you're gonna put text in there try to um maybe go on pinterest and try to look at uh you know how other people are, are doing it there and try and see if you can replicate that into your into your own listing so i don't really have an opinion i mean yes it could work uh, and for sure the logo is certainly interesting. I would say, tr don't try to overdo it. Um, that that's probably what I would say. Yeah. Another thing you can do is you can just turn your TV on, put it on Netflix and then just take a picture of your TV. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or whatever uh, smart, smart, uh, apps you have on your TV. I think these days, uh, that's something that, uh, a lot of people, uh, find attractive about listing if they, you know, if they can watch like HBO or something like that. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so we have, we have customers basically all over the world. Right. So, and we're, whenever we're doing support for them, we're kind of looking, uh, we're looking at their listing. And we're also looking at, at the listings that they're competing with as well, just to, uh, well, realistically just provide better support and really understand the situation a little bit more. So you can just going into Airbnb in different countries and different cities is you'll find a lot of ideas. Like you will find an unlimited amount of ideas out there. Uh, we, we basically, every time we see a listing that has a great photo, we just, we take a snapshot of it and we keep it for ourselves so that we know, um, uh, so that we know to, you know, it's, it's basically called a swipe file. So in marketing, that's a swipe file where you're taking um, images that you think will work well and keeping them stored for yourself. Actually, uh, if you go to rankbreeze.com forward slash photos, that'll take you to, uh, that'll take you to this study that we did where we basically looked at a whole bunch of different photos. And in the, in that, in, in, uh, to see 
what characteristics really generated the most, um, uh, the highest amount of revenue from these 12 characteristics. But in that blog post, there's actually a download of these swipe files that we have, uh, that we basically collect. Awesome. That, I'm definitely downloading that. I feel like we've been talking about a little different things, but we have gotten, we've gotten kind of like off, off track when it comes to our initial topic, uh, every people personalization in search. Is, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think is important to mention? Well, what happens? So you'll, the reason why we ran this search is because we realistically just want, we want it to be as real as we can with ourselves, right? Because we're tracking hundreds and thousands of listings, at least from, from the rank race perspective. So we need to understand how, how realistic this search is at the end of the day. Um, like, you know, in terms of what people are seeing real, uh, themselves versus what we're, what we're, what we're tracking uh, in rank race. And what we basically concluded was that personalization is actually not as big of a deal as we originally thought, uh, because I thought, okay, everyone's going to have different uh, viewpoints and stuff like that. Uh, but when it came down to it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, so, so go in thinking that, um, realize that, that right now it's not that big of a deal, but in the future, I'm sure it certainly will just because Airbnb is collecting more and more data on people's search habits, um, their booking habits, and even your own listing, because your own listing can only show up for, uh, you know, kind of a capped amount of searches, right? So you can only really get a, 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 a certain amount of search impressions because once you're booked, then you don't show up for the search impressions. So just understand the personalization right now doesn't necessarily affect search results too much, but in the future, it will likely affect it a lot more. Well, I'm glad that we spend all 40 minutes talking about something that's not really a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you gotta, you have to really understand whether or not it's a, uh, it's a big deal and you gotta, <laughs> right, so, trust me, <laughs> I was, I was, I was actually more pleased than anything else. So, right. Um, well, anyway, this, it was quite interesting. Uh, it's always interesting talking to you, uh, Kelvin. So thanks a lot for coming on. Um, do you want to let the, audience know what rank breeze is and how you can help uh, airbnb hosts get more bookings and understanding about search visibility and rankings and all of that yeah for sure so rank breeze is uh is a software toolkit basically that allows airbnb property managers to get more insight into how they're performing in the airbnb search engine so if you're if you're if you're on if you're if you're really not satisfied with what's going on uh, in the performance dashboard that Airbnb's got there, because really they're only giving you a very limited amount um, of, of data. Realistically, it's just the top. If you're showing up in the top 10 results, that's really all the data is, right? So uh, if you want more insight in terms of how to test and manage your, your rankings to improve them, then head over to, to rankbreeze.com and we'll definitely try to, to, to help you out the, the best that we can. Actually, I, one thing that I forgot was that uh, we do have a special offer that's set up uh, just for the listeners for uh, for get paid for your pad. It's really simple. Just go to rankbreeze.com forward slash get paid for your pad and it'll take you to the special offer. Awesome. And I'll put uh, the links in the show notes as well. I'll put the links to the, uh, to the blog post that you wrote on the topic of Airbnb personalization. And, you know, while I'm at it, I'll, I'll add 
uh, links to the other articles that, that you wrote because you've written a, a number of really good articles uh, all concerning like Airbnb SEO and how to get uh, better rankings, how to get better visibility, etc. Um, so I'll put all those links in the show notes and you can find those at getpaidforyourpad.com slash podcast. And that's it for today. So Kelvin, thank you very much. I'm sure we're, we'll, we'll talk in the future again uh, once, you, once you do another experiment and uh, find out some, uh, some new uh, insights about uh, the secret algor- Airbnb algorithm. <laughs> yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, Kelvin. And uh, thanks for listening to everybody. And I hope to see you again. I always say see you again, but I actually never see anybody. But I hope you listen again <laughs> to the next uh, episode next week on Wednesday. Thanks. Bye-bye.